My name is Ellie and welcome to my podcast in the highs and the lows. This podcast is a really cool opportunity for me to get to go on and talk with my friends about what God is doing in our lives because I truly believe that even though we are young, we have the impact to go and help as many people as we can and that's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, I'm so glad you're listening and I'm really excited for you to tune into this new episode. So go ahead and start listening right about now. Welcome back to In the Highs and the Lows. I know it's been a little bit, but um, I'm back now. Today I have a guest. Please introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm about to go to AM. I'm going to be a freshman. Just graduated being a senior in high school. That's really cool. Ryan, please tell us a fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, so I just got back from a summer camp called Camp Tejas. And, uh, for elementary schoolers, just for some Yes, context. yes. No, I was a counselor. Yes, no, I was not in the camp. Um, so me and my friend, we were walking at night and we see, uh, we end up seeing a snake and it was climbing up a tree and <laughs> we were super, we were super scared that it might hurt a kid in the morning or something. Um, I took a picture of it and I showed a few people, but my, my other friend that's a counselor, uh, in the morning that, that day, uh, he told me that it, like, he didn't know about the snake, but he told me that a snake fell out of a tree, fell on, out of a tree, fell out of a tree on top of a kid. And on top of a kid? On top of a kid, and he and he picked it up, and he and he, and he told him, he was like, "Look, I got a snake! I got a snake!" And, and my friend was like, "Put that down!" And he was like, "No!" And so this little kid, he 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 refused to put down the snake, but then it tried biting him, and oh so uh, so we ended up throwing it away. But yeah, um, <clears throat> it's a pretty crazy story. Uh, wow, it's pretty fun. That's that's intense. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about that. That's <laughs> yeah. I have not heard that no, story. No, but, 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 yeah, no, very random. It was, it, it, yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. Now that we've heard a fun fact, and we've gotten to know very little about you, will you tell us about your first experience with Jesus when you met Jesus? So how I met Jesus, um, so I kind of grew up my whole life as a, as a holiday Christian, as people would say. Um, I just went to Easter, I went to Christmas. Um, but then my two good, my two good friends I've, I've been friends with forever, they're practically my brothers, um, they one day invited me to church um, on September 16th, 2022. And, um, and I was totally open to it. I came and when I stepped foot in the church, I just felt this overwhelming like presence of God. I just felt so welcome and loved by everybody. Um, and then once we went to the sanctuary, uh, I got a great sermon from our pastor. Um, and then we went into our ending prayer, and I, this is going to sound a little bit sensitive, but I literally just sat there and cried my eyes out because I knew that was the day I was saved. Um, and so, yeah, I literally had a 24-hour turnaround meeting Jesus, and since then, um, I've been listening to a bunch of Christian music, going to spend all my time as much as I poss- possibly can, come to the church, serving, um, small groups, etc. and I really advise to anybody listening that you get plugged in to a church or a small group and just build a community. That's awesome. And I think that's so interesting because it's like those rapid experiences with Jesus, it's like, in my mind at least, how can you ever doubt Jesus when you see that type of transformation? Like Jesus is moving in these people and changing them like that. Like it's yeah. the flip of a light switch and it's 
crazy to me, and I think that's a lot about why this topic is so important to you. So tell us a little bit about your topic and the scripture. All right, so so ever since I really became Christian, I I felt this like 180 turnaround in my life, like I was explaining <coughs> explaining earlier, and. Um, and I just feel so much like like a weight's been lifted off of me, and um, and I'm just so much happier with Jesus. And I just want other people to to experience that. And so so I I go I go out and try to spread the, like the gospel, the good news, with as many people as I can. And um, and I, I I just I just hate to see people's lives spiraling in sin, pretty much. And so I. I I, have, I I feel the need to to just share just share Jesus with people and feel, uh, feel the need meaning like having this fear and uncertainty um, that the, like the close ones around me like my loved ones that aren't Christians aren't gonna be with God in heaven for eternity and instead they're gonna be suffering and endless torment in hell um, and that's just a very very sad <coughs> sad picture paint but it's the sad truth um, and so w- just whenever I see any of my non-christian friends or even family members uh, family friends like I just feel that need because I have that fear and uncertainty that they won't, won't be in heaven forever yeah I think that's so good and I think I know you and me have both grown up with very close friends who do not know Jesus which is very hard that's like once you meet Jesus you understand the weight of how important going to is not just for that eternity in heaven, but that entire life on earth where you actually have peace of mind, you have joy from the Lord. Like the, the you learn to have patience, self-control, goodness, all the fruits of spirit, and all that stuff. And it's so important that you develop that relationship with Christ, not just for eternal life, but so that you can actually live life for a purpose here on earth. Because when you're not living life for Jesus, you're not living for purpose. Um, I know your next verse is about our purpose. Yeah. <clears throat> so. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so in Matthew 28, <clears throat> verses 16 through 20, uh, verse 16 says, <clears throat> Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of of the age. So that right there is, so that's the Great Commission for y'all that don't know. Um, And so that is Jesus basically commanding us, keyword commanding us, not an option, um, to go out in the world and go make disciples of all nations and um, and just teaching them the word of God, spraying the good news. Um, And so if you're afraid to, to go share that good news and and you and you just keep it to yourself that's disobedience to, to Jesus because this is a command which then <clears throat> disobedience to Jesus is the sin so um, so <clears throat> just go out share that good news and so what that good news looks like if I and I'll turn to Proverbs 9 through 13 I believe um, I think that's so interesting because, like, I've always heard it said that um, having, like, knowing Jesus is like having a cure to cancer and then not giving it to people cancer. Like, you're just keeping it to yourself. It's 
taking this thing that is quite literally saving their souls, not just an eternity to here on earth. And I think that's very important that like Jesus is so good here on earth. And the part that's good about eternity is that Jesus is there, not that it's eternity. Um, and like Jesus is all is the savior. Jesus is one that's saving us. And we continue to keep that secret. Why? Because that's condemning people to hell. That's quite yeah. literally what that is. Totally. Um, but yeah, my, I'll get into that scripture later, but something, um, I do want to put in is so basically my entire calling of, um, evangelism is it started like when I heard this verse from, uh, this guy named Pastor Cliff that I saw, um, he, it's in Ezekiel chapter thir- um, three verses, uh, verse 18. Uh, well, actually we'll do like 16 through um, 19, um, at the end of the seven days, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to a wicked person, you will surely die, and you do not turn to them or speak out to dissuade them of their evil ways in order to save their life, that wicked person will die for their sin, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the wicked person and they do not turn from their evil ways they will die for their sin but you will be saved <clears throat> so wh- whenever I heard that I immediately just thought like what am I doing like I, I I know about God I know about Christ and I'm very close with him why am I not sharing this <clears throat> and again like I said earlier I have a few friends that I would consider lost and their lives are spiraling in sin and I just want them to have that 180 turnaround that I had. Um, I want them to really see the light of Christ and see how He can change your life. And so, in this in this scripture, it says that um, it says that when I say to a wicked person, "You will surely die," and you do not warn them or speak out to dissuade them from their evil ways, in order to, uh, you will surely die, and like that, you'll basically be accountable for their blood. Um, so when I, I, I have this mental picture in my head, <clears throat> when I, whenever I go to heaven, um, I'm going to have like blood, I'm going to see, look down on my hands and see blood on my hands because if I, if I don't share the word of Christ, um, and just the idea again of my friends going to hell is just a crazy sad picture to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's so true. I mean, with that, it's like thinking of that blood on your hands, like, what are you going to do then? Because it's like, it's, if you are not sharing the gospel, not to be blunt, but actually no, to be blunt, um, <laughs> when you are not sharing the gospel, you are quite literally condemning people yeah. to hell. Like, that's exactly what you're doing. The gospel is the only way to make it out yeah. alive. And the thing is, like, like, that person that might be very, very close to you, that you know <clears throat> doesn't walk side by side with Christ, they could literally die next week and it would be too late to share the gospel. Um, and so, like, wh- like, whatever happens to you or that friend, like, you, w- you want to use your time wisely while, while you have it, because you don't know what can happen. Um. Yeah. I think that's so good. Uh, specifically, like, if you have a relationship with somebody, like a friendship with somebody who doesn't know Jesus, like, Paul specifically in 1 Corinthians 9 talks about, um, he talks about the whole chapter about sharing the gospel, but he specifically talks about the importance of having a relationship with that person, 
to share the gospel, having some common ground. So if you have friends, the people listening, or you run, I don't know. Yeah. But um, if there's friends that you have that don't know Jesus and you have a relationship with them, it's important you share that good news because they know you and they know you enough to know that if something's serious to you, you should be serious with them yeah. too. So, Going off on that good news that Ellie was just talking about, um, I'll get into that scripture that I was talking about earlier. It's Romans 10, verses 9 through 13. <clears throat> Starting off with verse 9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses that call on him. For everyone that calls on to the name of the Lord will be saved. So that's that good news that I always talk about. So if, if, if you know a, a very close person to you that you deeply do care about, that you know isn't very Christian, um, go share that good news with them. That, that's what you need to go share with them. Share, them. share with them that the gospel, Jesus died for our sins on the cross, um, had a perfect life, raised from the dead three days later. Um, and, share, and just share that good news. Like, that's what you should be sharing. On top of that, you should also be leading a good example for those friends behind you of that you are living this Christian life. Um, think, think, uh, I, I heard it from my pastor. Think of it like this. A tube ride. You're, you're, the, you're the person driving the boat, and your friends are all on the tube behind. You want to make it a smooth ride for them um, to try to follow the Lord. So set that good example for those people that are watching your life. Exactly. Like, you, you have fun on that too, right? If it's going crazy for a little bit until you fling off and break your arm. Not yeah. as fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really good. And it's, like you said, like, it's important. Like, that gospel, I think I've said this several times now, but, like, that is life or death. Mm-hmm. And it's life or death matter. And I think that in today's culture, we treat that as, like, oh, I go to church and I go to summer camp and yeah. I know Jesus and that's awesome. But it's, like, this is a life or death matter. You need to choose for yourself if you're going to live or you're going to die. And then you need to tell other people so that they have the option to choose for themselves if they're going to live or they're going to die. I know you should care about those people that are close to you and what their eternal life will look like. Whether it's Mm going to be with God in heaven or apart from God where it's just where Satan (coughs) Satan roams in the lake of fire with just endless torment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just don't want to see that for absolutely anybody. So I try my absolute best to go out and just spread God's word. Yeah. Do you have any more scripture for us? Or uh, I also do have <coughs> uh, <coughs> following Romans in verse 14 through 17. Uh, how, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in <coughs> the one who, uh, sorry, believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can, so, how can someone, how can anybody preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord has believed our message. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. So that right there is basically saying, like, no one is going to, no one can hear about Christ if you don't go out and mm-hmm. pursue that person. Well, we, I think what, uh, what anybody listening to this should get out of this is pursue that person that you know 
Um, I cannot stress that enough. Pursue that person that you know um, and just get them as best you can to try to follow the Lord. Um, <coughs> but also it says that, um, that how can anybody preach unless they are sent? That sender to, that's sending us to preach, like I said in Matthew 28, is Jesus. Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations, um, which is that, again, that's a command. That's not an option. Um, he, he, is tell, he is sending us to go and preach his word to the lost, for their lives are quite literally on the line. Um, and then also it says that, um, but the Israelites accepted the good um, it says, but not all the Israelites accepted the good news. So what you also have to understand is that not everyone is going to immediately accept Christ when, when you introduce them to him. Um, it's a process. What my, my, my good friend um, put in a, into a good picture for me. Think of an A to Z scale. A, a being non-Christian at all. Z being the most Christian somebody can be. Um, Someone might be a B on one day, and then once you talk to them, they, they, they may be a D the next day. Like, it, it's definitely a process, and you just have to understand that only God can change hearts, not you. Um, you, can, you can only do so much, so you, so you can't put this weight on your shoulder that, that you are responsible for other salvation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so good. And it's like, a lot of the times, you might get them from D to D, like you said, but you might never see them get to Jesus. Yeah. Like, and that doesn't mean they're never going to get there. That means you might never see it. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do. And that's, in my opinion, the hardest part to grapple with it. Mm -hmm. It's the hardest part is understanding that I might never be able to see them accept Christ. But I have mm -hmm. to, like I have faith in Jesus, I have to have faith that one day they will meet Jesus. Um, hopefully not right before they go to hell. Hopefully they meet Jesus before that. Um, yeah. Because you told them about Jesus, yeah. but um, I also think that was so good. Going back to your Romans verse, like talking, telling people about Jesus. The number one way, in my opinion, you can tell people about Jesus is by directly. Yeah. You have to understand the scripture. The Bible you, is true. Bible can't is true. argue with it. Nope. But <clears throat> if you are reading the Bible and you're telling somebody about Jesus through the Bible, and you don't understand it, it's very important you understand what you are talking about before you go and share with somebody else because. Trust me when I say people who don't know Jesus love to question. They love, love, <laughs> yeah. love to question. And it takes, I mean, the Lord will give you the words you got to say, but also do your research. Um, but I know from my personal experience at the same camp that Ryan was talking about, I was also a counselor there. I had fifth grade girls. They were awesome. I had nine girls. And for small group one day, we went through the Roman road. You know what that is? Yes. Okay, cool. I'll explain it now. Anyway, yeah. but um, it's basically just, I think I went through it in my gospel episode. But it's just certain verses in Romans that you can take and pile together to make the like Romans road to salvation. And it just helps you understand what the gospel is in an easier way. So I went through and I explained it. And it's like, we're all sinners. The cost of sin is death. Jesus was perfect and erased that cost so that we could have eternal life with him. And then um, he died for us even when we were still sinners. Stuff like that. I can't remember the last one. But um, all of these things... I told these to my fifth grade girls, and eight out of nine of them accepted that, Jesus. That's incredible. It was so amazing, and I'm so happy about it. But it's one of those things where it's like it was, it was a scripture yeah. that I showed them, and yeah. teaching them the scripture that made them meet Jesus. Yeah, but that just goes to show, like, sh like, like spreading like the gospel with other people can really change someone's life and yeah. can really save them for the better for eternity.
mm-hmm. um, like how Ellie just described with those those, those girls. Mm-hmm. And that's also how important it is to go out and serve. Because if she wasn't serving, then she wouldn't have met those those girls, and that, none of that would have happened. So that's a very good way to go out and also preach his good news. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good. And also, um, I need also to show, just to show, yeah, sure. Um, these are fifth grade girls. They haven't even gone into fifth grade. Yeah. They're technically still fourth graders. But um, there is no one too young to help you. I got baptized at eight years old. I was five years old in my first memory of accepting Jesus. Um, you're not, there's never too young to accept Jesus. Well, maybe an infant, but like once you get past like four, you're not too young to accept Jesus. You're not too young, they're not too young to learn about Jesus. So if you have younger siblings, tell them about Jesus. They're kids, but they're not necessarily dumb. And they understand the weight of life, and they understand that somebody taking away the badness that comes. I'm not saying that like everything's going to be perfect after accepting Jesus, but the peace that comes from Jesus, they understand taking away the anger and the badness that they But so to end it off real quick, uh, I, if I, if I want y'all to get anything from this, um, I want y'all to. Uh, really dial in and try to think of a loved one or like a friend, family member. Um, Maybe it's your parents, maybe it's your best friend. Um, I really want you to just dial in and think about them and think about if, think of that non-Christian friend that you have um, and think about what you think or where where you think they'd be in eternity forever. Will they be in, in heaven with God or do you think or is there that fear and uncertainty that they will be in hell um, where it, it, there's only sin, it's just everywhere apart from God. Um, and, I, and what I want you to do real quick is whether, whether you're at home, whether, listen to this, whether you're in your car, whether you're in your dorm room, um, whether you're in a coffee shop, um, find, what, find somewhere to write down that person's name. Um, it could be on your notes app, it could be on a piece of paper, it could be on a mirror. Um, could be in your car, somewhere, <coughs> wherever you want. I'd, I'd like you to write that person's name down. And then I'd like you to look at that person's name and I want you to chase and pursue that person this week. And, and more after that, if you'd like, more after that week. But really try to change somebody's life um, after hearing all this because their life truly does depend on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's so good. And not just like, Tell them about Jesus, but then that prayer that comes afterwards is so important. Because the most powerful weapon we have against anything is the fact that we have direct communication yeah. with our Savior, with our God. The guy that created the entire universe wants to talk to us, wants to mm-hmm. hear what we have to say. And us praying for that person has so much power because Satan can do so much, but Satan can't stop the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Because that power of prayer is our direct communication with God. So. I would say, tell them about Jesus. Tell them about Jesus maybe several times for the next week yeah. or in the next couple weeks. Um, but always, always, always be praying for them. Yeah. Especially since if you don't have the confidence to go and tell people about Jesus, because I get it. It's scary. It's I don't know why it's scary, but I understand why it's scary, and it's scary yeah. to me too. But um, if you find yourself in a place where you're too scared to go tell somebody about Jesus, pray about it. Keep praying, because that prayer is going to be the yeah. number one thing you need to set up for telling people about Jesus and then seeing the growing afterwards. Yeah, I yeah, know, don't be scared. Um, going back to Matthew 28, 
he, uh, verse 20, he ends it off saying, and I surely, I am with you always to the very end of age. Um, so God is always with you. Um, you. He will never, like, he will equip you to do anything he feels like you need to do. And and in and in Matthew 28, he's saying, go make disciples of all nations. So he's not going to not equip you for that calling that he's called us upon. So don't be scared because he is with us always in the very end of the age. Mm-hmm. And if you go tell somebody about Jesus and they reject you or get mad at you or whatever your worst case scenario is, um, that worst case scenario was actually the best case scenario because God, would, God wouldn't have put you in that scenario if it wasn't the best case. Yeah. Uh, You're always going to make that soil softer and softer. They may that soil may be really, really rough for them at first, um, but the more you just pursue them and be consistent, um, that, that like that soil will get softer and softer and softer. Whether it's it may it may, it may not even be you that um, leads them fully to God. It may be so, like you may just like soften them up for someone else later in life to um, show them God. So. Give me the last thing to say. No, I think that's it. Okay, awesome. Alrighty, well, thank you all, all so much for listening. If you don't already, go follow my Instagram at in the highs and lows. I always post whenever we upload new things. Um, I'm working on uploading all the podcast episodes to YouTube right now. Ooh. Um, but then I keep forgetting, so it might take a little bit. <laughs> um, you'll also get updates whenever I have a brand new podcast episode out, which is awesome. Um, so you can look that. And then sometimes I'll do like little devos or just like funny videos about Jesus, stuff like that. So go follow. Alrighty. Well, thank you all, all so much for listening. Please go out of your way this week to go tell somebody about Jesus. Have a great day. Bye.